Hello, hello, hello out there. Welcome. It's the Holy Hour Podcast, the bi-weekly all-cure podcast where we talk about cure stuff, cure talk. So welcome, and I uh, hope everyone's doing well out there. Um, big cure announcement in the last two weeks since uh, this is being recorded and when it will come out. Um, Robert Smith himself, yes, a direct quote. I read for you now. I am honored and excited to be curating the 25th Meltdown Festival. More than 30 of my all-time favorite artists, some of the most exciting, inspirational, intense, and influential performers of the last 40 years will make sure this 10-night extravaganza is the must-see event of the summer. Sounds pretty rad. So, uh, yeah, Robert's going to be curating the Meltdown Festival. And um, that's bound to be pretty epic, right? So, uh, 10 days. Good God. So that's going to be awesome. So uh, based on past festivals, this does not mean The Cure is playing it. Pretty much means The Cure is definitely not playing it. Um, maybe he'll pop in, do some little solo parts and jam with some people, do whatever he's going to do. He can do whatever he wants. He's curating it. But um, most mostly he's going to be selecting everything that's happening, and that's going to be cool to see what he selects, what he's able to put together for a 10-day event. That is so cool. So, um, yeah, so all you guys, all you travelers out there, you might want to just make it the uh, to summer, the summer to hang out over in England because I think this is uh, the place to be. Um Oh, to be 20 and have no credit card debt. Or maybe you're you're uh, you're older and you've actually been able to keep your shit together, <laughs> like me, and uh, you can swing this, so that'd be cool. I expect to hear from all of you, the kids that are compiling new credit card debt and the geezers that have financial stability and everybody else that somehow makes it to this festival and the Hyde Park show. Let's hear it. Because uh, we got to live through you over on this side. And um, yeah, it's bound to be pretty rad. So, uh, And I hope maybe we can do an episode once he announces who he selects. Um, and we can kind of feature what's going on and uh, which bands he chose and such. So that'll be fun. But today we're sticking a little closer to home. But I'm very excited to announce that we have our old buddy Arusha Baker back on the show. Um... She has got a new project out that we're very excited about and have been wanting to talk about since before Christmas. And uh, she has created a new zine. Yeah, you heard me right. Remember zine, kids? Yeah, and uh, she's made a cure zine. And we wanted to get in touch with her again and talk all about this cure zine that's out. One issue is currently out right now. Hopefully more to come. The issue is called Sugar Girl, and it features recipes and cure stories from fans. And uh, it goes hand-in-hand with her project. If you're not familiar with Arusha from this show, Arusha's been working on a film called Push, a cure fan documentary. And uh, it's this epic film that she's been working on. started in 2000 on the Dream Tour. Probably seeing clips all over any kind of cure-related social media. But it uh, really looks to capture the essence and uh, what it's really like to be a traveling cure fan. So we thought this was a great time to uh, catch up with Arusha again and uh, see what she's been up to and most particularly check out what this zine is all about. So I'm going to jump right into this conversation that Arusha and I had a couple weeks back 
before I caught this deadly flu virus that I'm probably spreading through the airwaves as we speak. So uh, let's go back to a couple of weeks when I was much healthier and excited to talk to Arusha Baker, filmmaker, fanzine creator, traveling cure fan, our very own Charles Nelson Riley, here on the Holy Hour Podcast. In the process of like doing this film, I started really thinking like, you know what, fuck what everybody else is saying. I need to be true to like what I'm, what I like and what I'm good at. And, and my personal history is like, I'm in my forties, so I'm Gen X. So a lot of the stuff that I'm used to doing is very punk rock and very cut up and nonlinear and has a smart ass tone to it. And I like... I like kind of cheap, um, but artsy and smart material. Right. So I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make a zine. I'm going to put the stories, some of the stories that I've gotten together out on piece, a piece of fucking paper <laughs> so yeah. that it is a tangible object that will be there after I'm dead, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my number one goal, honestly, <laughs> with the movie, uh, which is probably going to turn into a, a little series, um, mm-hmm. is I just want something that lasts after my own expiration date. And I know that sounds yeah, morbid, sure. but... Nah, I'm totally on the same page with you. I think that's totally a great way to view it. And, and, and there's a lot to that, you know? It's like family and friends and having that sort of... That's the closest thing to a uh, worthwhile living forever, you know, I think is like having some kind of footprint you left, you know, in a sense that it's like, Oh wow. What is this? And, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I think <laughs> I'm on board. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess compiling this then how, how, what was that process like getting issue one together for this zine? Well, yeah. So there Did was kind of fall together pretty naturally or was it something that, yeah, it, it definitely like, Issue one came from the fact that I had two or three great stories of people that were, they were cooking bloggers, but they had mm-hmm. written stories about the cure. Like, um, hold on, let me look. Uh, Jessica Reed, I think, is a really good uh-huh. one. So she does, this is what my memory this is what my memory tastes like by Jessica Reed. And so she, Mm -hmm. she blogged, you know, tons of things about various subjects and she made this 1015 on a Saturday night cake. And I just thought the story was so cool. Yeah. That's an awesome one. Um, and I think actually that one, I, I reached out to her and I said, can I, you know, or I'm like, can you summarize this so I can put it on my B sides? I have this thing called B sides, which, was that thing of like collecting stories for the documentary. Because again, like I wanted, I have this vision of like having what's in film. There's these things called interstitials, which is when like in between a chapter, you like see concert footage or you hear a little anecdote that maybe has nothing to do with the main character stories. Right. But it kind of does because it just ties into a theme or whatever. Or like, I don't know. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just, you know, she, she tells this story. She brings you into this, like, um, 
when I was 16 at exactly 10:15 on a Saturday night, that song came on the radio. You know, it's like right. Anybody who was 16 can relate to that moment. Mm-hmm. So there was yeah, that. Yeah, it really plays out visually great in your head you know you can just totally see it all and and then the the actual recipe on top of that just totally complements it so it's pretty cool i wanted to try to make that one but that was a little uh outside of my my terrible <laughs> cooking abilities i was like ah, i better hold up on that one <laughs> but, uh, but yeah there's some good ones and then the and, second uh, it, the second thing that happened was that in at wembley in 2016, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard like the 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 obviously the Wembley shows were were fucking great. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. But the after parties, which were at um, uh, Lost Rivers, but uh, but so so three nights in a row, somebody this uh, woman, Marion Linden, um, she organized these great after after cure after party you know fan parties, which frankly like I you know, like many people, like, I don't, I like the idea of that. And then you go and it's like kind of nerdy and you're right. like, Oh my God, like I'm not going to a fucking <laughs> cure doing? convention, you know? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but it was really great. And everybody, it was so charged because I think that those yeah. Wembley shows just brought everybody from around the world. Just, I don't know. It was just such a fucking great experience. And I met, new people and I ran into old people that I'd known for a long time. I met, um, I finally met Janie who is in the first part of this. Mm-hmm. Janie and Chris white, Janie Weber and Chris white used to run cure news. Do you know what that is? Okay. I didn't at the time, but have heard from your stories about it, and yeah, it sounded awesome. So yeah, I was not in the loop at the moment. Cure News was a fanzine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had the any Cure fanzines, so that's pretty rad. So. So what was that all about? Yeah, what was the? Uh, how long did that go? And the quick history of that. I mean, I think that I think they did the zine from like. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up. So somebody else is going to have to write in and correct me and tell me what it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say from like either, it must have been like 85, 86, because I believe it was like, it was not during the top years. It was like when the full head on the door. Like, so maybe, right. maybe 85 to 95 or less. Yeah, it makes sense because it would be like probably fizzled up by the time like the internet was starting to boom and stuff, you know. Yeah, I have I have um, zines from. I want to say ninety three to actually ninety eight, so maybe it was mm-hmm. a little bit later. I don't know, but it was in definitely mid to late eighties to to the mid right. to late nineties. And basically, what happened is this: the Cure were getting a bunch of fan mail. They got overwhelmed with the fan mail. Chris and Janie were around and somebody, I don't know if it was a woman from fiction records or, or Robert or, or whatever, but somebody's like, Hey, you know, we'll pay you to help us sort through all this mail and put out some answers. And we're going to give fans, you know, these, these interviews. And it was really great because at the time before the internet, you would get this thing in the mail 
with you know a summary of shows and a little note from Janie or Chris um and they had I believe they they either made up their own questions to ask the band or they would sort of get like gather questions from fans to ask the band so it was really exciting you know yeah that's awesome and then at the end they would do the thing of like which was very common at the time where there was this list of like i'm so-and-so from bulgaria and i have no friends and everyone listens to shitty music please write me (laughs) right cool you can like get little pen pals going and stuff like that (laughs) yeah were you ever a pen pal or was that past your time no, nah, we had it. I think I had one, like, we did a thing in school where they assigned us, and they wrote, like, two, and it fizzled out. I forget what it was. They were, like, a kid in Germany, I think we had, or something. But uh, I loved the idea, but never really had one. What about zines, though? Zines, yeah. And zines, I never, strangely enough, really had any. I had, like, a couple friends that made them and stuff, and I don't even remember if they were band-specific or what it was, but... um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I pick up versions of them at our record shop. But, yeah, I never, ha- I was definitely never subscribed to any. The closest I had was some really kind of elaborate newsletters, like in the mid-'90s through uh, Half a Cow Records in Australia would put out more just so you could order the stuff because it was like, even I so said it must have been a little before, like, 95-ish even because we didn't have any Internet then. So it was like kind of like that where they'd throw out some little stories and stuff in like a printed up couple page newsletter but it wasn't a full-on zine so yeah i somehow missed out on it i never really had any that i subscribed to did you have a whole bunch that you got like i never i never subscribed to it it was more like for me it was more like the fact of going into the record store so you like walk into this record store that all of a sudden you're like oh my god i feel better already you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the music's on. There's shit ton of records. There's these, like, nerdy people, like, pilfering through dust. <laughs> yeah. And lo- looking for records. And then you go to the, the zine section or magazine section, and you could just find something like Maximum Rock and Roll or Slash or mm-hmm. Razor Cake or Comet Bus or or some weird Cure zine or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah. I never I, – I was never, like, a big – subscriber to anything in particular like i never Mm -hmm. i'm not what they call a completist like i'm like i I need to get every record by blah blah yeah (laughs) i just get what i like um yeah so safer route (laughs) yeah right but it's just (laughs) more of the of like again in the process of like working on the documentary like another thing, uh, Autumn, who's actually in the documentary and now is my downstairs neighbor, um, she and I like uh-huh. sat around one day. We were just hanging out. We were watching um, Night Flight, which is a revamped. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a video streaming service, but it used to be a, a show that was on at night. <laughs> right. And they would play weird videos. They had interviews and they have like actually have interviews with The Cure, but it's just a great weird like totally 80s 90s thing right and you can get like a really good taste of like how things were back then with music videos and like how they were totally like artsy and cut up and mm-hmm. just that whole yeah it's also the aesthetic of like xerox copying and making art through that 
Yeah, well, you definitely nailed it on this. It looks exactly like of the ones from that era that I did remember grabbing and such. I was just like, oh, wow, I love it. Like, just the little jagged cutouts and the little backdrops and stuff are awesome. So, yeah, there's some really, really great art artwork involved in this, too. So. Well, yeah, so, I mean, cool that's... Cool job on that. Thank you. I mean, that's the thing also <laughs> is that, like, that's all I really know how to do. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I started realizing, I'm like... I'm never going to make a pristine, like, beautifully clean film with blah, blah. You know, like, I'm just not that person. Right. <laughs> so I thought... Yeah, I feel the same way about music. It's like, it's lo-fi because it has to be. <laughs> it's like, if I ever had, you know, the budget and the talent to be recording in some mega studio, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But uh, for now, that's what it's going to be. Right. So, uh, yeah. so, yeah, I totally get it. But uh, it's cool. Like, did you, um, had you made any other zines? Like, Never. growing up and stuff? Or, yeah. It's like, cool. First one. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I mean, I did make flyers because when I was a famous yeah. DJ, just kidding. No, when I was a, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I, I was a DJ in San Francisco for a few years, which was after the Dream Tour. Uh-huh. And, you know, not, like, I'm talking, like, again, low-brow, like, rock and roll DJ, but in a really great scene. And I... Oh, it must have been rad. It was. It was... <laughs> uh, it was probably, like, my 15 minutes, like, the best time of my life, probably. It was. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. Just, it was such a great, like, rich music culture and whatnot. But I used to make flyers, and I would design them like i like i i designed it on photoshop but then i'd actually use a photo copier to make it kind of like choppy you know jank it up on purpose there get it all jagged yeah <laughs> but also cool. um the other the other inspiration for the first zine i don't know it, it kind of all like there are a lot of things that just kind of aligned like at the um in Wembley, this I so getting back to like Janie and Chris. So, I've met uh -huh. I met Janie at at the um, the Cure Drink, which was a really big deal to me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like meeting a superstar because she was like this like <laughs> at the time in like the early nineties, like England was like just a, this faraway place that like. I don't know, like getting these, getting these like cure news from abroad was really fucking rad. Yeah, totally. So I was super pumped to meet her and she's just so delightful. And I also knew, I already knew Chris White from years ago. We had met in like 1999 when I first started doing this whole documentary business, but, um, mm -hmm. He came with his wife, Charlie, who does, she bakes things and she's like a, a baking superstar and she does this thing, uh, she has a site called Restoration Cake. Okay. So she brought these cupcakes, which is the first recipe in the zine, that were just yeah. fucking standout phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. They were so the, good. The dairy-free ones? The, uh, is, that, is that hers? Yeah, is it the dairy-free chocolate cupcakes? Yeah. Yeah, they sound pretty rad. I was like, 
Oh, man. <laughs> I'd tear those up. <laughs> yeah, just imagine, like, traveling for so long. You're at the bar. <laughs> right. You know, you probably haven't eaten well in, like, three days. And then you get this, like, bombing, banging, like, chocolate cupcake <laughs> with Robert with a Robert Smith uh, picture on the it. top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that was a hit. Right. So I just... I just started thinking. I'm like, well, why don't I just do the first issue about baking? Yeah. And then add in, like, you know, some stories that maybe, like, the the Warren Swain story has nothing to do with with baking, but I just, it doesn't matter because it's a a zine. (laughs) Yeah. No rules. (laughs) That's cool. But, yeah, it's very coherent, though. I mean, it, it definitely flows on topic and everything. Balances out, great. Do you have um, <clears throat> all the other upcoming issues already plotted out, or I guess you got a rough idea? You think? Don't want to disclose any; it should be a surprise. But uh, and uh, what are you leaning towards on releases? I mean, like, realistically, again, like I always overestimate my ability right. to do anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, don't have it's the, all, the factory I'm only lined gonna, up. What? He said, you don't have the factory lined up and ready to go. No, my, yeah, the, <laughs> the money tree is, is not shaken. <laughs> but, uh, but you think you'll make more, though? Oh, I'm going to make more, but it probably won't be cool. for, um, you know, the goal is, I think, probably, you know, like one before BSD. And then if I can ramp it up after that, fine. But it's really in supplement. It is going to okay. be a supplement to the documentary. And then it also... Once I started making the zine, I started realizing that my format for the documentary is going to be more zine-like. Yeah. Like, what if I made a vazine? That sounds so yeah. weird, but like a, a video <laughs> there you zine. Go. Now you're breaking new grounds now. I like this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think you're on to something. It'll come around. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah, I hope uh, <clears throat> hope to crank get a few more of these out. I think you got some cool uh, world of possibilities with this thing too. You can get hopefully a lot of people willing to be. Uh, have you got and people just approaching you as far as hey, if, if you do another one, I'd love to contri- you know contribute something to it. Or... Yeah, I mean, what's cool is that I've been getting a lot of overseas orders, which is awesome. I mean, it's been yeah a little tricky. Um, because it ends up costing more to send it than I'm, you know, I'm asking for $5 yeah. for the scene and it'll cost <laughs> at least that, if not more, depending on the country. So, you know, some little, yeah. little tricks me... to uh, send it cheap. Don't listen to yeah. USPS. <laughs> One page at a time. Right. <laughs> you have to stay put together. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> That's the joy. Of it's it, never right? good when it gets to the point when you're, when you're paying somebody for something, I, I had a brief eBay career where I was selling a bunch of crap, and occasionally I just feel sorry for the one person like overseas that wanted a T-shirt or something. I was like, oh, I'll pay the shipping, don't worry. And then like, then it gets to the point where I'm like, wait a minute, I think I just paid that person three bucks to take my T-shirt. <laughs> I was like, oh man, <laughs> worst businessman ever. <laughs> but, uh, but Gavin, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the other thing that uh, I think people don't get about certain like artistic types of people. Is it's like, 
<laughs> you, in order for, for your art to get out in the world, you have to be a good business person. Yeah. And if yeah, you're not, uh... unless you have somebody advocating for you, then you're fucked. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a sad truth, kids. <laughs> sad way. So, yeah, speaking of availability, though, um, there's a few shops in, in New York there that you can get it at, um, like in person. And then where, where is it? Where is it at? Where can you get the zine? Uh, you can get Push a Cure fanzine at the following places. <laughs> <laughs> First, the, the easiest place uh, is Remixed gift, Gifts. Remixed Gifts Online, um, which is also a uh, site run by a Cure fan. Um, you can get them yeah. at Remixed Gifts in Denver. Um, www.remixedgifts.com You can also get them at Rough Trade in New York. You can get them... Okay at uh vinyl fantasy in bushwick new york and you can get them at at uh, material world or is it called x material world this is great like kind of metal record store in brooklyn but they keep cool. changing their name <laughs> cool and then what i really want to yeah. i want to do is try to find places overseas that will sell them but yeah that's the beauty of a zine. Maybe they'll only yeah. only be three hundred, you know, issued ever, and then it'll be sold on be eBay for collectors' <laughs> items. Yeah, some, some yeah. fucking kid will make three hundred bucks off of it somehow. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, but the one of the final recipes, if not the final recipe, I believe, was uh, your contribution, right? The banana fish bones bread. <laughs> Is that yours? Or did I read that wrong? Yeah, <laughs> I have I, I have a sound for that. Hold on. Uh-huh. That I rigged up. Let's see if you can hear it. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, no, Is I... That- the story of the banana fish bones bread was, I mean, I do, I love, I love baking, um, uh-huh. un, which is unfortunate for, uh, you know, <laughs> the waistline, but, um, but I, I fucking love it. Like if I could just bake things all day, I would, I'd totally do it. Nice. <laughs> so a couple of the people that were going to submit recipes kept saying yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get it to you tomorrow and and i was like oh my god it's never gonna happen and i just really (laughs) need one more recipe um so i just was like all right i'm gonna make one so um i was trying to think of a song that has a food title in it yeah which if any come to you let me know but i was like okay so there's (laughs) icing sugar but you know, I I mean, what? Uh, no. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, you would think there's heaps of them, but really there aren't. You really have to do start doing some play on words and twisting around <laughs> more than you would think. But yeah, so but, you know, it's like. I mean, that was what was clever about some of the recipes, like the woman who did the, the, bunt cake. The recipe's not in the, 
the zine, but it's online. The the lemon, it's uh-huh. like the lemon ginger cake. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. based on Caterpillar Girl, and and that was really clever. But um, yeah. most of the like, if <clears throat> you know, because I also went online and looked for cakes, and that's the thing is that they were all cakes, like cakey, yeah, frosty very very like ultra sweet and i was like well what about like a bread or a scone like a friend of mine was gonna contribute earl gray scones because he was like i don't know anything yeah. about the cure and i was like i don't care <laughs> just yeah we'll come up with a clever name and just send the recipe <laughs> yeah i mean he's like a chef and i was like can you just give me some fucking like english earl gray tea scones because he's british like come yeah. on totally <laughs> <laughs> And it never happened. I was super bummed. Uh, um, so was this a uh, old banana bread recipe mutated into a cure theme then? Yeah, like I. Is that I, what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I kind of Frankenstein it too. That's usually how I bake. Like I'll look up a couple of recipes online <laughs> uh-huh. that I like, and if I unless I'm like, oh my god, that one sounds amazing. I'm like, well, I pull from this and I do that. Um, nice. And. It was really, it's really yummy because it has a little bit of spice and has coffee yeah. in it. I always add coffee to my, the things I bake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just seeing that in the ingredients, I was like, huh, okay, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it probably cuts through for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like overwhelming, it's just, it's just a, a, a hint in the, in the, in the bouquet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a creation of yours then, and not an old family recipe though. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Passed down from the ages. <laughs> cool. It, it's, it's a creation of, of three other people's recipes that I mashed into one. Nice. It's <laughs> a way to do it. So yeah, we were we were wondering with the theme of, of foods here in this in this issue, in in your many travels and seeing the Cure live and your moments of crossing paths with the actual band. Did you happen to uh, get any tips on? cure member diet habits or what they enjoy to eat (laughs) (laughs) happen to just to see them munching on cupcakes after a show ever or anything like that you know when you emailed me the the questions i was super excited about that i was like so excited to answer that question and then i thought oh my god you know what i'm gonna fucking I'm going to email all my international <laughs> friends right now and, and I'm going to ask uh, them to give the answers and it's going to be fucking epic. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> We're going to be rolling on the floor. It's just going to be this like joyous <laughs> cure moment. But then... Dun, dun. <laughs> um, I rethought it and this is kind of sad, but um, you know, there's mm. a lot of trolls... <laughs> Yeah. On the web, and I—I I mean, I want this to be—I want this to be in it. Like, this is a, a serious. Yeah. This is like a thing. Like, this is—that's a fucking funny thing to say. Like, what you know? What do the Cure do ma- band members eat? But there's so many trolls online, and there are people that have been very negative about me and my project. That I was like, oh, so if I say something about the Cure and what they eat. What are they gonna say? You know, it has nothing to do with the cure, at all. It just has to do with humans, because in every fucking circle, right. <laughs> there's always these like bullshitters yeah. who are ruining it. Hmm. So, with that in yeah. mind, well, this is what I'm gonna say. 
Okay. <laughs> Figure we speculate about everything else. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, you know, I was fortunate. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to say that because I just, it's the fucking trolls. I know. <laughs> Seriously, troll, trollers yeah. out there, why don't you stop being mean to people and just be happy for other people when they're happy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty crappy. Well, how about I throw a few at you and you can say yes or no kind of answers it scenarios that I might just imagine in my own head and think maybe it, at some point you saw them like on numerous occasions like huh that's the third time i've seen perry eating carrots you know like if he just always munching on a carrot you know or something you're like like any weird revelations like that or was it all pretty random wait are you asking me if perry that, eats carrots uh, maybe if, if if it's something exotic like that or uh, wait, I just didn't wait know if what be world any, is even a any carrot anywhere. exotic i mean is it exotic because it's like a because it's a rock star? It would be rare like I mean, to see it like full-on Bugs Bunny eating a carrot with like the green hanging off the bottom right? and shit, you know? Like, I know. He is pretty so, healthy. Like, you know, he's like got a big Yeah, and I even wonder if any of them are like vegans or anything, you know, or vegetarian or something like that. But, that I would, I, I, I will say that I highly doubt it. Yeah. I highly doubt it. Maybe Perry is. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Indian right. Indian food to... Indian food is a well known um, uh, favorite favored food, and that may actually have come from like I think there was like back in the day in the cure cure news. I think they asked. <laughs> I was actually gonna look that up for you. Maybe I'll I'll look it up. Yeah, and yeah. It, yeah it, it is a very uh, um, you know was this old Tiger Beat magazine kind of questions you know like what's your favorite food Robert <laughs> one of those you know so it's on par with that you know? yeah I, what's I, your favorite I, sweet Perry <laughs> a bunch of us went out to a diner or something with Perry when we all ate ice cream so there's that there you go okay so yeah. not lactose intolerant no <laughs> <laughs> so we could piece a few facts together but yeah but he but yeah, but he, just, he is a very like health you know minded person so it i i would speculate yeah, that, that he actually has eats more carrots than ice cream we're just we're just dancing around some topics. I know, <laughs> but uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, something fun to think about, you know. You don't really think of your uh, musical well, what icons, I, I in would particular rather, eating. So. Here's what I would rather speculate on: which recipe yeah. do Ooh. you think <laughs> any or all of the band mem- members would would like to make or enjoy? From from the zine, here. yeah, from the zine, yeah. All right, yeah, should we, uh, I would say Robert would definitely go for those velvety cheesecake cupcake ones, probably. You think Robert's... I don't know why, exactly. Robert's red velvet. I think velvet. he would dig in. Yeah, it might just because his name's in the title, but, uh, I don't know. My inner Robert feels like I was like, oh, I want to eat that so bad, just because it looks like it's got a lot going on, and, uh, I think he'd like that, <laughs> and, uh... Simon, um, maybe the 413 scream cake. It's a little like, uh, I don't know why exactly. Maybe a little, uh, the strawberries part of it. I could see him eating a lot of strawberries. (laughs) 
Again, I don't have any evidence to back that up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. How about you? What, what about Robert and Simon? What do you think they would um, go for? Uh, let's see. So I think out of the recipes in um, in Push a Cure Fanzine issue one, so I think that Robert would be tempted by the 1015 on Saturday night cake because it's clever. Yeah. The drip, drip, drip is a, is a clever thing. Yeah. And I could see him actually like hosting a little party <laughs> with the cake and kind of having some delight in like, you know, Look, maybe having tripping. other people, other people eat the cake. Like maybe yeah. he would never actually eat it, but he'd be like, here, have this, here, have that. And yeah. like, have a little fun with like you know the drip part of it so that's <laughs> <Totally>. my <laughs> well is that well this is, this is tough i will say i think i think jason would go for the banana fish bones bread yeah yeah i think that's the salad uh because i think the rest assumption. of them, the rest of them would be like <laughs> what the fuck is this you're crazy so and he would be like yeah why not i don't care I'll give it a shot. <laughs> sure. Or maybe the strawberries and cream for Robert. I mean, he's always talking about it. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> keeps going on and on about that. The only way to be. <laughs> Apparently. So. so maybe that's where he would go. But. And, I, and I can hmm. agree with you on the uh, 413 scream for Simon or the lemon ginger cake. But um, Yeah. 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 Roger, you think he would he'd go for any of these? <laughs> I think he'd go straight up for the, the dairy-free chocolate cupcakes. Yeah, I think that does sound right about that. Yeah, I yeah. think he'd just go straight. Yeah. You know, it's a good presentation. Uh, right. It's made by an expert. Um, yeah. Not that they're all not all experts, but I'm certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> Well, awesome. Uh, well, and maybe moving Reeves. on from the Z- oh, don't forget. Oh Reeves. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I can't forget Reeves. Um, let's see, what would he have? Uh, he'd probably be down for the ten fifteen too. Seems very uh, like he would like the very intricate dripping, you know, the technical side of it. Right, <laughs> he'd be right, into right. It. <laughs> but uh, might yeah. enjoy waiting for the drip, drip, drip. Right. Yeah. That'd get my vote. Yeah. But what about the? I guess uh, we'll never know. What about the uh, shallot? What about the shallot sometimes apron? Oh yeah, that's pretty rad. Do you think anybody, so, yeah, any of the Cure members, would wear that? They're probably wearing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's available on an Etsy shop. The apron. Can you actually get that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Kimberly. Cool. Kimberly Worsley. Kimberly, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm sorry, but it's on Etsy as Kimberly's Art. She makes um, several delightful things, and I remember seeing this apron and just thinking it was hilarious, so I wrote to her, and check this out, she kindly gave me an apron. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, so I had my friends model it, which is great. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I well, I think do... you did a hell of a job on this thing. I think it was really cool. I was very impressed. I was like, this is fun. And it's just so nice to get real mail again, you know? If, if people don't 
ever want to do anything creative and send it out to people. It's so nice to just get something fun in the mail, you know? It was so fun to make it. Like, it was... It, actually, there was one... the Doing the banana fish bones recipe, I got really crazy with, like, doing the Xerox side of it. Because yeah. Some of them I just... I was able to just cut and paste, like, within, you know, within the computer. But there was other... Like, I was visiting my family in Arizona mm-hmm. and my mom happened to have like this like Xerox card with loads of like money on it or something that you know she hadn't used yeah. or whatever and so I just sat there for like an hour while she was running errands at some poor USBS <laughs> and the people were like are you all right what do you do you need help and I'm like no man I'm just doing art <laughs> are you making a ransom letter <laughs> right it was so great like to get out the sharpie and like outline like just doing stuff with your hands because we just don't yeah cutting paper i mean it sounds so basic but it really was so fucking fun and it made me i don't know just made me happy yeah yeah it's pretty cool so you definitely going out to hyde park you you mocked in you doing it <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> Gotta commit now, now or never. <laughs> uh, well, you know the punchline with that is that earlier this year, or last year, or whatever, uh, Nick Cave announced a very special show in Dublin, Ireland, on June sixth, with a special mm. guest opener. And before I knew who the special guest was, I bought a ticket for the Dublin show because the (laughs) shows that he did last year were so good. And I think the the show is at a hospital. I mean, it's probably not, it's not like a proper hospital, but just, it sounded like such (laughs) a weird place and a unique thing that I was like, I'm going, I'm going. I don't know how, because that's what I do. I buy tickets to the concert, and I figure out how I'm going to get there later. Yeah. Um, But then, (laughs) The Cure announced that they were doing (laughs) their show. And at first, I was so tired. Like, I woke up with, like, all these, uh, you know, emails or texts saying, like, have you bought, I bought you a ticket, blah, you know. I'm like, what? Like, kind of sleepy and, like. And at first I thought they were, it was like June 6th and June 7th or July 6th and July 7th. And I was like, well, great. I'll already be there. And so now. Just uh, zip on over. (laughs) For a month? They're a month apart. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Go back and forth. Just hang out for a month. Yeah. Just 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 Me You'll be and first a, in line. You can get there early. <laughs> me and Kim Kardashian is a, are, uh, we're going to hang out. Yeah. She'll hook you up. <laughs> no, I'm hmm. going to go. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are you kidding? You're going to be there. <laughs> Come on. But it's honestly, somehow. it's like, and this is like <laughs> such a like first world problem. It's so ridiculous, but, <laughs> right but, uh, it really, like, I want to do both so fucking badly. Um, Did you buy a cure ticket yet or have a hookup? Yeah, release? I'm saying my friends yeah. bought, you know. I mean, the thing about yeah. the thing about the BSD is, like, there's two things. This is a quandary that comes to, to anyone who, like, follows the cure, like, goes to more than just the local show. Uh-huh. Number one, you, you know, it's, like, the a big thing 
for me is my friends that I'm going to stay with. Yeah. And then all the people I've met and all the, you know, it's so exciting to hear like, I'm, there's people online that are saying like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And they're so excited. Or there's people that somebody I, who's like follows me on, uh, on Instagram, cure fan doc on Instagram. It's going to be uh-huh. her first cure show. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's just, awesome. yeah, I and mean. it, it's just sort of <laughs> exciting to, to be a part of that, like just to be a, to be a part of the one show uh, in 2018. So there's that, you know what I mean? Like being with your friends yeah. and seeing, you know, all the people that, that you've met like throughout the years. It's just such a fulfilling experience. Yeah. And the second thing, which we all know, and this is why mm-hmm. we you get the fever, as we call it, <laughs> is if you know that if you don't go to the show, they're going to play the best fucking songs ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to take... Something crazy is going to happen. They're going to... They're going to say, the, oh, it's the 40th anniversary, so we're going to play every B-side that we've ever done. <laughs> right. Every song we've ever recorded. <laughs> we're going to play Good forever, Ariel, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Every member is going to make an appearance. Right. That's the other thing. Like, of course, every fucking member who's been in, like every album is going to represent every member that's still alive, which I think everyone's still alive. Yeah. Seems pretty possible that they could have everybody there, at least just to pop out and wave or something or stand, do a shaker or something, you know? But, uh, yeah, pretty. It's going to be cool. Seems like, yeah, because they're definitely up in the 40th anniversary thing for that so it seems like they gotta do something more than the regular just awesome show they gotta have some tricks up their sleeve for it being that we're we're gearing up to bst and people are going to be traveling Mm -hmm. to london if you have any road stories Mm. yeah drop me a line yeah yeah damn do you have a breakdown story uh yeah i have a little of everything it's all i'm i'm sure i mean we you know there are so many uh, there's so many stories (laughs) there were so many times that we tried to get to the venue early and we got stuck in traffic or we got lost like there was a lot of like getting lost in different cities yeah i bet okay so here's my story. So in 1996, <laughs> okay. uh, so my friend Ian and I were in like, we were on like Cure Cloud 9 because basically this is after like, we had seen the, we saw the five shows, we met the band and all of a sudden we find ourselves on the guest list with tickets. It was insane. So mm-hmm. one of the shows in California, um, we saw the band afterwards and Perry was like, oh, I think we're, he's like, I, we were like, so I heard there's a secret gig tomorrow. And, um, He's like, yeah, um, I, there's a gig and it's in Santa Monica, but I can't remember the name of the bar. All I can tell you (laughs) is it's on Santa Monica Boulevard. (laughs) That narrows it down, right? (laughs) And I said, this is what I call band speak. I'm like, if you ever get to know... (laughs) If you ever get in the in like the inner circle or in rotation before you get out of rotation of the band, you need to learn band speak, which is that like like band members may tell you partial information because and I don't yeah. know if it's just because they like 
feel bad because like maybe they just told you but they're like oh my god am i gonna get in trouble for telling this person you know what i mean i don't know i have no yeah, idea yeah. but so perry i mean santa monica boulevard is a long street yeah <laughs> so ian and i drove up i mean it must have taken an hour we were looking at every single bar on the street it was insane it was completely <laughs> insane and just imagine going up a, the longest street that you can imagine yeah. you're like i don't know are they at this bar are they at this bar <laughs> uh, yeah how did it wrap up? Were you able to track them down? Or? So, yeah. So, Santa Monica Boulevard it starts in, like, downtown Los Angeles, and it goes to the the ocean. So, by the end of the ocean, right. we're like, well, I yep. guess we totally blew it. And then we literally, like, look to our left, and we're like, there's the fucking tour bus. Oh, man. So, they played. <laughs> awesome. If you look at, like, Cure Concerts DE, you'll see it was, like, this tiny 100-person venue and um it was like some promo thing and we were wow. so we we parked the car and it was early enough that we just we just walked in like they wow. were still setting up <laughs> there was nobody there um Damn. and we're like holy shit and then this bouncer guy's like hey you know you guys can't be in here and uh <laughs> thank god daryl bamonte showed up and he's like no no, no they're good cool <laughs> damn so you not only found the show, you found it with time to kill. <laughs> Just like hanging out. <laughs> Wasn't even like a close call or you like saw the last song or something. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, yeah. And that just shows you like perseverance. Cause like some, yeah. like that's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous to drive up and down a street like that. Yeah. Looking, you're looking for a bar that you don't even know the name of. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Were you like stopping and looking in windows even and shit? Or was no, it like no, 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 you no. could kind of tell just because of the no, bus? No, I mean, we were we were looking for the we had we knew we had to see the tour bus. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks so much for for sharing your stories and thoughts and uh, and your creations. So uh, can't thank you enough. Anybody out there is listening and want to contact you. The website, we'll put it on the Facebook page and elsewhere, but you know where to find it out there, curefandocumentary.com, and uh, drop a Rusha line, right? We'll go from there. Yeah, info, and, uh, info at curefandocumentary.com. Cool. And also, if anybody always, like, I'm always taking stories. I may not, yeah. I'm so behind on, I have a lot of stories that I need to put out there right now, like, just on the page. Um, but if you have any positive or negative feedback on like anything I'm doing, I'm all ears. And I guess, are you open to people contacting you with their two cents on the zine too? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All of it. It's all out there. Stories, recipes. (laughs) Sweet. All right. Thanks, man. I look forward to hearing about, uh, your, your story with the kid and the 413 screen case. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess uh, here we'll kick it off to me and little Henson doing a uh, recipe straight from issue one, Sugar Girl of Push, a Cure Fanzine. All right, guys, welcome to the first ever cooking segment of the Holy Hour podcast. Yep. I am with my best buddy, Henson, Henson Carter. 
Hanson Connor, how's it going, man? Good to have you on the show finally. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to work in a, a way to get you on here, but I figured the best way is to bribe you with sweets. But right? guess what? What? When we were making these things yesterday, uh-huh. we were we forgot these lines. Right. So this is our second try at this even. And he was all for doing it again because he thinks they taste delicious, but we forgot the lines. Yeah. So now we're back. We're fine-tuned. So this should be real slick, right? Yeah. This is going to be good. So what are we doing exactly anyway? Um, we're trying to make these stuff. Little cure treats, right? See, like that. Right. So here's the deal is that our friend Arusha put out this magazine. It's called a fanzine. See, it's a little book. And it's about the cure. Every issue is going to be about the cure. And this is called Push, a cure fanzine. And issue one's called Sugar Girl. And uh, came out in time for the holidays. So if you got it over the holidays, you probably already dove into some of these recipes. But yeah, it's a lot of good, really cool. Lots of good sweets, right? And we're yeah, like, like treats and strawberries. Mm-hmm, like this one we're going to do. It's the 413 Scream Cake. Can you... Uh, so we have this. Yeah, let's go over the and the uh, the recipe. We got to give credit. Yeah, Ashley but, Bowerman. But all right, Ashley has, contributed this. Arusha Ar- put it together. <laughs> Hold on, Arusha put this fanzine together. It's multiple recipes. We chose the 413 screen cake, didn't we? Yeah. Because it's delicious, like strawberries and cream, right? Yeah, yeah, like strawberries and bread. <laughs> yeah, like the song, right? <laughs> it sounds a little bit like that. All right, so first step, we gotta tell them what we got here first. So I have. What are what are all the ingredients? We're not so gonna totally follow the whole thing because you need to weird, buy it to see. But this weird, weird little weird powder. Yeah, this is confectionate sugar. We're gonna sprinkle on the top. So that's the last and thing we need. And strawberries. Fresh strawberries. And limes. Limes. Don't forget the limes like we did. And a cake. And these little cake, these angel food cup cakes, right? So and angel food cups and what is that stuff called? Do you remember? Uh, Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Yeah, and you probably should just make your own real good whipped cream, but we figured we'd keep it kind of trashy and we got the, uh, hold out your finger. You all know what that sound is, right? Uh-huh. Are we doing whippets? Yep. <laughs> no, not today. We're just going to use this to uh, fill in the cupcakes and use this as the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. You like it? You licking your hand? Oh, there you go. It's always important to lick your hands as much as possible before you start making any kind of food for people, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, first step. We got to cut these strawberries up, it says, any way we want. So, we got to, no, get off the whipped cream. Okay. Um, so, we got to cut these strawberries. We got a very sharp knife, right? What's the rule number one with sharp knives? Don't cut your finger off. Don't cut your finger off, or it really will be a 413 scream cake, won't it? Ah! All right, you want to cut it? Yeah. You're five, right? Mm-hmm. You seem old enough to be uh, able to cut things with a sharp knife. <laughs> All right, we're going for not down the middle, but kind of to the side. It's about half, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of cutting them straight in half? Mm-hmm. All right. While we're talking here, um, do you remember the first time you heard the cure? Mm-hmm. When was that? The day when I was born. You were right. And uh, we had a disintegration plan on loop when mommy was giving birth to you. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. 
And then, since that got a little crazy, of course, um, I played you pictures of you the first night when we were all laying there trying to go to sleep. I put the earphones next to you, and we heard pictures of you. So that was the first song you ever heard in your life. Isn't that cool? And you can thank me for that later. We got most of these chopped up. Do you have a favorite Cure song? It's Love Cats. Yeah, you love those cats? Are you, afraid? you like cats in general? Mm-hmm. You like cats, don't you? We need to get a cat, don't we? And we're already getting cats. Are we? Yeah. I didn't know that. One more mom. I'm allergic I'm... to cats. Yeah, they're... we're just going to try that. Okay, if you say so, why not? We're, we're gonna just Whatever see makes you happy, Hanson. We're going to just see if you're really allergic or not. <laughs> or if I was just faking it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But imagine if you were to make it up there. Yeah, well, Love Cats is a great song. Do you like any other Cure songs? What about Grinding Halt? The one that goes, yeah, no love- lights. No paper. No cars. No cars. No me. Not me. No, people. No, people. You turn everything into a punk rock song. <laughs> what other ones do you like? You like Why Can't I Be You? That's a good one, too. All right, guys. Enough cure chit-chat. Let's get down to business. We got our strawberries cut up. It says, uh, first things first, you got to put some whipped cream in the cakes. So you want to go ahead and spray that, spray that into one of them there. Cakes. There we go. Whoa. All right. That one's going to be a heavy-duty cake. And we need to save one of these for mom, okay? So here we go. And here we go. Alright, now we load up the strawberries inside the uh, whipped cream. I will eat this one. Okay. Well, let's put the strawberries in it first. So, um, this has a lot of references to Cure Songs. Strawberries and Cream from Push, of course. And 413 is the last Cure album, the most recent Cure album that isn't that recent anymore. And I feel like, wasn't 413 Scream supposed to be the uh, alternate version of that album, maybe? I'm not sure. There's a song called Scream on there, too. Yeah. We got the Lime, maybe like a wrong number reference, Lime Green. All right. So uh, it's written up really nice in this uh, fanzine. There's a... Good story to accompany it and everything from Ashley. But um, we're just going to dive right in. All right, we got strawberries on some whipped cream. And uh, you want, let's put another layer of whipped cream on it. Maybe just a little bit on the top. There we go. There we Mine. go. Sure. That's more. There we go. Maybe a couple more strawberries. Maybe just one more on the top of each one. That looks real good. We'll have to get some pictures of this and post these online too. All right, so here's the part that we missed. Let's see with the lime. Uh, do we just kind of squirt a lime on the top? Let's see what the recipe says. Squeeze a bit of lime juice over it and sprinkle with a light icing sugar. All right, let's do it. So squeeze that guy on top. You want to taste the lime? No. Taste it. You'll love it. Yeah. Squeeze it. Take a big lick. Oh, look at that face. <laughs> all right, squeeze it all in there. Going good. All right, I think that should do it. Mine aren't very juicy. Is yours? Yeah, mine's really juicy. Okay. Good, good. All right, now we um just kind of sprinkle a little bit of this fancy sugar on the top. And it's going to look beautiful. And then uh, 
let me get a picture with my phone here before we dig in. So there you go. We got three delicious looking 413 Scream Cakes, courtesy of Arisha and Ashley at Push a Cure Fanzine. We'll put the link on the webpage so you can order it from RemixGifts.com and other outlets. You won't be sorry as a Cure fan. It's going to be a big year and uh, you're going to need to uh, have as many fun experiences with that as possible. So get this fanzine into your life. And uh, thanks so much. What do you think, Hudson? Good. Good? Are we going to dive in? Yeah, I think so. All right, let me take a picture of this real quick. All right, so let's take a bite. This is your guy? That's my guy. All right, you want to take a bite? Oh, my God, we're making such a mess. What do you think? Good. Thumbs up. We're getting a thumbs up. I think it's official. We're going to go eat this thing now. And uh, back to you, Gavin. Well, thank you, Gavin. And uh, special thanks to Henson for helping out. Always a good sport. And a very special thanks to our guest, Arusha, for um, sharing her time and thoughts and projects and always being willing to talk with us. Always appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Be sure to check out CureFanDocumentary.com to get all the latest on her uh, documentary film, Push, as well as Scoop on Push, the Cure Fanzine, where you can also order from RemixGifts.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Holy Hour podcast at iTunes, and uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, the Holy Hour podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to go on over to that Facebook page where you can find extra links that will accompany this episode and others. And uh, drop us a comment there. So thanks so much. Until next time. Talk hard.